Welcome everyone to episode four of the Looks Like a Movie podcast. My name's Kevin. I'm here with Doug and Owen. And today we're going to be talking about Skin and Rank, a movie that some people might have seen a little while ago, but it just got a small theatrical release this past weekend. And then we're also going to be discussing some of our favorite psychological horror movies. Uh, please share the episode, like, comment, and subscribe if you're on YouTube. We're going to start with our Skin and Rank discussion. Uh, as usual, we're going to be going into spoilers, although it's really hard to spoil anything in Skin and so it doesn't exactly matter that much. Um, but if you don't want it spoiled, then don't listen to this part of the podcast until you've seen the movie. Um, since it's a bit hard to give a real summary of the movie, I'm just going to read the synopsis off Google. <laughs> it says, two children wake up in the middle of the night to find their father is missing and all the windows and doors in their home have vanished. True. Um, that does yeah. happen. That's that does happen. Um, okay, that let's, is a part of the movie. I want to I want to start by like talking about what makes the movie so controversial and see where what like end of it you guys fall on because the controversy is that people either really like this movie or think it's like the most boring thing they've ever watched and fall asleep during it. So how entertained were you guys during the movie and like did it keep your attention the whole way through? Well, me and Owen have seen it twice. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I refuse to watch it a second time, but <laughs> very, yeah, it's, um, I had very like two kind of polar opposite experiences. Um, I watched it a while back whenever it was, you know, floating out on the internet on my, on my laptop with like the lights on and like some distractions here and there. And I appreciated it for the, the craft things, but I wasn't like, I wouldn't have said like, this is like one of my favorite movies of the year. But I enjoyed it. Uh, and I saw it last night at in the theaters with a, a great crowd. Everyone was really locked into it. I've heard stories about not great crowds, and I was totally won over. And it was watching. It was almost watching a completely different movie with that yeah. experience. Um, and yeah, big fan of Skin of Rink. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I also had two like totally different experiences. Um, for for many many laundry list of reasons uh but i why is it i don't know i think so you said at the beginning and i almost uh, jumped in there that um it has like a small theater release this is a pretty wide theater release okay Especially yeah i meant is. i meant smaller i meant smaller than like average <laughs> yeah i know but even like for like like this is showing up more screens than broker is yeah know? yeah like which is a big deal yeah yeah it's like um yeah. chances are you could go see this in theaters wherever you live in the states yeah. would, i think it's like, like 650 drive. theaters or something like that yeah and um, for what this is that is insane yeah. like i and it's I, making like it's making like a decent amount of money as well well like it, it, by the scale of the, the budget, budget. It's a ton yeah of money. oh yeah okay. yeah but like it's making a ton of money but you know what i mean like it's making it's making a, a lot of money off of like word of mouth and people like hyping up this movie yeah which has uh, its pros and cons with that yeah, yeah yeah well yeah pros and cons with that <laughs> i don't know i think i think that the discussion around this movie is um annoys me a little bit even for like different reasons that it annoys you guys because like um because for me it's like oh yeah i i think cinema rank is pretty effective and i keep saying like oh yeah it's like a creepypasta movie because that's like literally like the like the only category that really makes the most sense for me where i'm like yeah it's like a creepypasta movie right but like people are acting like this is um michael snow like <laughs> structuralist cinema yeah. and it's like this is no it's not this is a far. it's a horror movie like <laughs> yeah yeah um i do think 
it's a horror movie that is asking more from the audience than some stuff that we're getting recently. Yeah. I would, I, that's just the one thing I think that is dividing a lot of people is, um, people that, you know, people that watch certain other movies and then go watch this, um, they might not buy in and they're looking at it completely differently than some other people. And then the, the uh, it won't be as effective if you're not buying. That's why it worked for me because I like bought in, I went into this movie and like, I was told, I, I mean, I didn't know what was going to happen in the movie at all, yeah. but I was told ahead of time by like the people who had already seen it, including you guys that like, it was probably something that was going to scare me. <laughs> and, and I knew at the, at the very minimum, I knew that, there wasn't going to be like a lot going on in this movie because the one thing I was told before going into the movie was like, nobody's face is in this movie. And I was like, okay, well that means yeah. it's going to have to be like a little bit slow. Right. Like there's like, there has to, it, you know, there's not going to be a whole yeah. lot going on on the screen if there's not even any faces in the movie. So I went in with that expectation and I thought it was just going to be like a lot of like staring at things. And so the first like half hour of the movie, right. Like, I was doing that like I was like I tried to buy into it and I was like okay and I was staring at like every single thing that was possibly on the screen and then like that first jump scare happens and I went into this movie thinking that it wasn't even going to have jump scares which is maybe dumb for a <laughs> yeah yeah but just because of like the way it was built up to me I was like I thought this was just going to be a movie where like the atmosphere is creepy and I didn't think anything was going to like jump out at me yeah. and so when that first jump scare happened I was like okay well now I'm terrified because I'm <laughs> on edge first, and now I know there's going to be more something in the dark was the first yeah. jump scare like the white screen with like the loud noise or yeah I think okay. so um I remember because there's I think there's there's about like five jump scares but the one thing i want to say about the jump scares that i've seen a i've seen certain people say this and maybe this is just because i bought into the movie so much um i i'm not going to like shoot down the criticism that these are like cheap jump scares if that's like how people view them like they are kind of cheap i guess because they're just like super loud noises <laughs> like they really jump out at you but from my perspective i feel like they're done very effectively because, yeah because yeah. they don't they like it the movie builds an atmosphere where like if you say that like you could predict these jump scares like i guess you kind of can in the sense that like you know there's going to be a jump scare around this time but the movie like is is like slow and methodical and like there'll be scenes where it's like oh look under the bed and i'm sitting there like looking through my fingers like something's going to be under the bed yeah. and then like nothing happens that's right that's and then the scene, camera like moves crazy. back up yeah, I know. Like the camera That's moves back scary. up, and it's like you—you you don't really know when the jump scares are gonna happen. Except there's one scene where it's like pretty obvious, I would say. Yeah. But other than that, I—I I had no idea when these jump scares were gonna come. So I was always nervous. Like I was just anticipating the next one. Yeah. I hate kind of jump like uh, jump scare criticism in general about horror movies, where people talk about how like oh jump scares are bad, you're they're lazy and stuff, um, mm -hmm. because it's like part of why james wan is such an effective filmmaker is because he's able to for something a movie like insidious right he's able to build tension to uh create like these really effective moments that are scary and like make you jump you know because yeah and that's like more so with the tension that he built up before that happened um and that's yeah. what skinner ring does really well is that a it's lot like of tension building. yeah it's yeah. like it's building up the tension right um that these jump scares are kind of like like relieving and like you know these jumpy moments uh and i thought 
all of the jump scares were good except for one which one oh, is that the fucking phone that shit was stupid <laughs> <laughs> oh like the toy thing yeah the toy phone yeah, okay to be, to be fair that that was like i don't know that that was meant to be comedic but like that was like yeah, a little that bit was, of like uh, a, yeah. that was like I a little bit of a comedic moment people laughed in my attention. theater when that happened yeah um, it's, like, it's like a little like well. it's a little like cutesy fake out i don't yeah, think it's I, like the greatest thing that's ever been put on fucking no but to be fair <laughs> i think that definitely like that definitely plays with the fact of like how much the jump scares were working yeah, you're on, on me because i was like so nervous the entire time and then that one had like you i literally like, that, that one happens and i jumped because like it was so loud and then i just like saw what it was after and i looked at my friend and i was like bro you gotta be kidding yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it just like i don't know it made the movie fun for me that that one jump scare because i was like i'm so scared that like having a little bit of comedic relief here is like oh man you guys are just messing with me now <laughs> like you guys are really trying to annoy me yeah I in mean, like a good way I didn't pick up on this when I watched it, but also I was I wasn't really reading too deep into the into the movie, I guess. Yeah. Or, or thinking or like thinking super um academically or analytically about it. But um I read like somebody talking about how like that was their that was the scariest part of the movie for them after watching it when they were thinking about it because okay. it was like the the person the being in the house like he turned the phone into a toy phone, right? Mm -hmm. Because he like got through to an operator in 911. Right, right. right. And, and I was like, oh, that's interesting that, yeah. um, you know, yeah. th that there's like actually, a lot of, like, putting a lot of purpose behind that. But yeah, speaking of the 911 call and just like the voice in general, I just want to put this out there now because, like, this is the one thing I have to get off my chest about the movie. Like, there is a lot of negative criticism obviously and like the most negative criticism is like like we already mentioned like this movie was just boring and like nothing happens yeah. and and i feel like if you're giving this movie the like lowest rating possible like the <laughs> lowest rating that you can give out i think the only way you can do that is if you're not acknowledging that this is a movie about child abuse because like for me, I'm like, if you see this movie as like nothing's happening, then and you're just like not paying attention to the themes like you have to respect it a little bit for the themes, I think, because it is like for and obviously this is just my perspective, like this doesn't have yeah. to be your interpretation of the movie. But like from my end, I'm like, this is such a haunting like portrayal of child abuse because this voice is making these kids do things like they have to listen or or harm is going to be done to them they make a 911 call and and nothing comes out of it because they're like trapped in their home and helpless like their own home doesn't make sense to them because the doors and windows and the fucking toilet is changing you know what i mean like it yeah, is so clearly like a movie yeah. where like from my perspective at least so clearly a movie about child abuse that like i feel like if you're giving it the lowest rating possible it means that you didn't catch that and you just think that i don't i don't think they, they thought about that well it's it yeah. i think to in order to think about that you actually have to um interact with the film and i think a lot of people kind of disassociated it's like i heard some people talk <laughs> i heard some people like in their in their reviews are talking about how they were looking around the theater they're looking at people how they were reacting <laughs> yeah and they were kind of disassociating with it i think if you disassociate with this film in like the middle of it and you kind of tap out, you're not going to get anything out of it. You have to buy in and you have to, like I was on like the edge of my seat during this movie. Like I was totally yeah. into it. Um, I think if you're, you're not, you're not going to actually get out of it. What you're supposed and you to know, get. what frustrates me even more is that the movie 
gives you time to do that. You know what I mean? If these people are saying that they spent 90 minutes in this theater, right? And they were just bored the entire time, just like looking at stuff and nothing happens. It it's, like, it's like, if you're so bored, yeah, like if you're so bored, take the time where nothing is going on and actually think about why nothing is going on. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like if you're if you're this bored and nothing's going on the whole movie, like take some time to try to think about what questions. this movie is actually about. Like you might yeah. as well if you're already bored and nothing's going on. You, you yeah. paid to go show up. You might as well like attempt yeah. to interact with the material being presented. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's like the it's like that James Cameron Cameron quote that he just said in some interview mm -hmm. recently yeah. where he was like going to a movie theater isn't just about it's not really about like the quality of the screen projection or like the quality of the sound yeah. as much as it's about like the social contractor signing to mm -hmm. give yeah. the movie like the most respect you can in that amount of time that you're sitting yeah. in the theater and then yeah it's it gives very much like on your phone while watching the movie vibes when it's like i, yeah. I just saw uh, walls and stuff speaking of which someone in my theater was on their phone I, <laughs> really? I was sitting i was sitting at the top row and i was looking down to like the first row and there was a guy who at least like 20 minutes of the movie he spent on his phone um, and I was yeah. so pissed off, but he it's was like so far movie. away from me it's that like I was like, the, I'm not going to let the, the theme like where he had picture. like the TV or whatever, like, or the or it's like, laptop. Have you, seen that, have you seen the picture of like, uh, of like a guy watching Avatar and he has like, and he's playing Family Guy on his phone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> well, that's what I was saying earlier is like, I feel like everyone I'm talking to has like, neg not negative theater experiences, but like the people around them were just kind of out of it and not like into yeah. it. But I'm, I'm really glad that my theater, because, like, my theater was jumping at the jump scares. They were scared. Uh, there was, yeah. like, people after the movie that were like, that was good. I'll never see that again. That was or whatever. But, like, during the movie, everyone was bought in at least to the point where they wouldn't um, negatively interfere with other people's experience, which I was yeah. great to have that. Um, yeah. yeah. I think... Um... Yeah, because so yeah, like I said, like people laughed during the the phone thing when I was yeah. no, actually the thing that really made like kind of made my theater experience like pretty negative. I have a very unique theater experience. I don't know how much <laughs> I want to get into it, but <laughs> the thing that made my theater experience like actually kind of negative was yeah. during the blood scene that mm -hmm. uh, which I'm sure you all know what we're talking about, like the like the, yes. when the blood yeah, is the like blood on the wall. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, like the blood is like 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 spilling out of like the corner yeah of, like yeah, the yeah. hallway mm -hmm. um and it's like it really fucking it really like milks that idea really hard um i was crying in theaters i was literally watching oh, wow. that and like tears were streaming down my face i was like yeah. paralyzed in fear um just something happened like the stars aligned and that turned out to be the scariest thing in the world at that moment for me um yeah. There were there were people laughing during that in my theater, yeah, and I and was so what, yeah. confused. That's what I mean because I feel like people are watching this as a movie where it's like I, they're not seeing like the purpose of like a scene like that. And I'm like, when you watch this movie from the perspective of like how terrified these children have to be in their own home, like how do scenes like that not disturb you? You know what I mean? Like I get that I get that we're kind of like desensitized to things and this movie doesn't show you a lot so it's really hard for a lot of people who see horror movies regularly to like be frightened by it but like just as an idea alone like the fact that someone could laugh at that is like kind of crazy to me um because it's yeah. so like it's so sad like this movie is sad to me like I was like I was genuinely like I got out of the theater and I was like that was so depressing like that was so difficult for me to experience yeah. yeah.
Um, I don't know. That was just my perspective. But I literally, I mean, I came home after the movie and I told my mom like the next day, I was like, mom, I literally was like, I, I was so close to like to sleeping in your bed because I felt like a little, I felt like a little kid again. Like I felt like I was like a child in the middle of the night like, calling my mom to come fall asleep with me because I couldn't sleep by myself. <laughs> like That's funny. Last night I was just like, I was laying in bed, like looking at the corners of the ceilings, like thinking about like the shots but no, it's not like in like a scare way, just like a, a compositional way, because it's they're really unconventional the way they shoot the. Uh, yeah. Well, there's the that one. There's the that one scene with the where it goes upside down, right? That was like really yeah. um, interesting to me, where it goes upside down, and I like, and it only shows like the the top half instead of like the entire time it's been showing the yeah. the, the bottom. It, it has <laughs> it has a lot of uncomfortability in its unconventional like stuff that it's yeah yeah and i speaking of the funny stuff like this is where this is where the most like the most laughs came from my screening at least when when there was like those random like jolts of things like appearing and disappearing and mm. and that like goes back to what i'm saying where it's like i feel like yeah i guess like it, it's communicating yeah, yeah it's a weird it, but it's like because there's like yeah you know like there's like the shots where it's like the empty room and then like yeah. the toilet just like appeared <laughs> and, like people just started yeah. laughing and i was it's, like yeah like i could see how it's funny like just on the surface but it's like if you don't like take yeah, any time to to think about that and like appreciate what it means by the end of the movie then i don't know like it just uh, it feels like you're doing it a disservice maybe yeah um, but that's just my take. It's, it also feels like a weird thing to laugh at in general, even if it's like taken out of context here. You just yeah. see a toilet up here. It's like, really, that's what we're laughing about? Yeah. Genuinely, the only time I laughed during this movie is because of how scared I was. Like, I was like, I was <laughs> like laughing. laughing. I was laughing, laughing to match the fact that I was terrified. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I looked at, and my friend, the good thing is, this is probably what made the experience worthwhile for me is that my friend who I saw it with was equally scared and that I didn't go into the movie expecting mm -hmm. that to happen. I thought that I would be way yeah. more scared and he just like would not be that engaged at all, but he was totally engaged. And so every time something scary happened, I would look at him and that's when I laughed because I was like, we both looked at each other and yeah. we were like, please stop this. Like end this. Well, yeah, movie. that's what, that's what the whole thing with the whole theater is. Even if you, you have that one friend, but if the whole theater is with like with you and this like level of fear, you're going to feel different emotions if everyone's just laughing every time you're scared. Like, it's going to... Um, yeah. Kind yeah. Of deep and the amount of fear you have. I'm so happy that my theater didn't take away from yeah. my experience yeah. with this movie because it's like everywhere I looked in my theater, I was the only one, uh, along with my friend, of course, but like we were the only ones like experiencing yeah. this movie that particular way. And so like I thought it would completely disengage me because I was like, none of these people are watching this movie. <laughs> they the don't get it. Yeah. Uh, but then I was like, dude, I like don't care. Like I, at some point I really like forgot that there was other people in the theater with me. And that's where I'm yeah. like... I don't know. I I I think I'm noticing this experience across a number of movies that like people feel this way about. But like it seems like every time, at least like in I can't say this about like all movies throughout history, but like at <laughs> least over the past like two yeah. years or whatever, or like last couple of years, all the movies that seem 
to be like slow and boring to people completely catch my attention. Like, cause I heard that complaint so much with tar and I was like, there's yeah. not a second of tar where I was bored. And then now I hear it again with skin and rank where people are like so bored. And I'm like, after that first jump scare, there was nothing you could do to make me bored during that movie. Because for the rest of the movie, all I could think <laughs> about was how scared I was going to be the next time a jump scare happened. Like I couldn't look away because I knew I was going to just get scared again. <laughs> like, Yeah. I think that goes back on the thing of like, um, that not every movie is for everyone because like yeah. both tar and um skin and rink are slow and i like skin and rink a lot and tar is kind of not for me but like i was really into and like uh, and, uh i was never bored during skin and rink so i think there's just a lot of people that's not for them and that kind of aspect i think that skin and rink was definitely a little too slow really uh, in yeah, I, in but, well, I think it's slow in nature, but I think. Uh, well, yeah. I think I think if you're not like the good thing from my perspective is how scared I was, where it's like if if this movie wasn't scaring me, then I could imagine I would be pretty bored during it. But because I was like on edge, it was hard to be bored because I was too yeah. nervous to be bored. Like yeah, I had yeah. to pay attention. I think, well, for especially seeing it a second time. Right. And I know that in a lot of. uh like in a lot of the darkness, I know that there's not anything to see, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and it's more of like, oh, there's an idea, like something might be in the dark when it's like, I know that I'm literally not going to see anything in the dark. Um, yeah. It's like more, it's more about like, like mind games or like eye tricks. Um, yeah. I was like, we could, you know, I, I I think that you could just trim off a little bit of the fat and make it yeah. a, a more round I experience. Don't... But have you seen, have you seen the short? No, because no. that's what some people that don't like it have been saying that they like the short more because it's shorter. But I feel like mm -hmm. there's I don't know how I think it's like 40 minutes. Um, but I don't know how much like I'll have to check it out. But I think there's something about the length that adds to this kind of like trance thing that you you fall into. Yeah. Maybe you, you take off 10 minutes or whatever. And that's where it gets. I think there's something thing. of like because like the first two 20 minutes I'm like okay, and then like there's this point where you just kind of buy in and don't look back and you're kind of fully in it um yeah. which i think yeah but yeah i don't have a really issue with the length neither do i and that's because like uh and again maybe i would change my mind if i watched this a second time but this feels like i mean i've already said it i don't want to watch this movie a second time i really liked it the first time it made me way too uncomfortable and and i think i'm happy like remembering everything that i like about this movie and not giving it another watch to like potentially yeah. alter that um but like those scenes where there's like seemingly nothing going on, especially like like looking into like these voids of like darkness or whatever. It's like, yeah, now I know that there's nothing there. But because of like the like yeah, fear that I already felt like those were the scenes that made this like so psychological for me because I was projecting my own like fears onto that where it's like most people are going to watch that and be like, this is just like some grainy like <laughs> movie or whatever. And there's it's just like we're just looking at a black screen. But I was like, no, like. I very much was like looking into that like darkness and like seeing like figures, like seeing things that like make me uncomfortable because like I was so creeped out and I was like, there could be something like it for me. I was like, there could be a jump scare here. Like something could come out of this. And so I was like projecting really and, and like looking into that darkness and I was like, okay, well what's going to jump out of me now? <laughs> um, so I don't know. I found those scenes to be like, really haunting for me where it's like i wouldn't want to cut those i don't think um yeah it it could go either way like i don't i don't think i would i don't think i would 
dislike this movie if it was 40 minutes instead of 90 minutes. Um, but I, I think I appreciate the time that I spent with it because for me, at least I was engaged for, for the whole 90 minutes. I'd imagine, obviously you want it to be shorter if you don't like it, but that just, that's just cause you don't like it. Yeah. You know? no, I, I don't, I'd be down to see it again in theaters. I am. Yeah. We'll see it again. I'll do it again. <laughs> I don't want to go through that again. I, I really, when I tell you guys like this movie, genuinely, like, this is the, I'm, I'm so serious when I say this is the most scared I've ever been in a movie theater or just watching. Oh, a movie yeah. Theater. Same. But like, it was um, like. It was like a feeling, you know? Yeah. And like I had genuine like, capture that feeling in a bottle and like, yeah, I had, I had real like haunting anxiety <laughs> and I came home and this is, this is what really bothers me not to, not to bring up the discord, but I remember the night that I came home from Skinner rank, we were in like a voice chat in the discord and I brought up how scary the movie was and people were like sending screenshots and like making jokes. And I literally had to leave the call because I was like, you guys don't understand. Like you genuinely like terrifying me. Like I couldn't yeah. go to sleep that night. I tried to, I tried to sleep that really? night and it was so like, it was so yeah. difficult for me to fall asleep. So it's like this movie like really stuck with me. Like it really it really left a lasting impact where i like yeah I left, no it I was the and i was so uncomfortable interesting yeah for me it was it was in the moment really scary but when i left it i was only thinking of like that was just amazing <laughs> not necessarily yeah. scared interesting That's doug were you scared at all yeah no yeah, yeah, yeah. i was scared <laughs> i was scared i was scared i was really scared during the um there are two moments especially seeing it in theaters there are two moments that really were affecting to me like the mm-hmm. like the moment where she was faceless. It was the close up of the girl. Yeah, the that was awful. That, that was so me. awful. And oh think, my god! And then the other time that scared me was like I already said, the blood coming around the corner really yeah. scared me. I think I remember the first time I watched it. I remember the ending being really effective. Mm-hmm. The second time I watched it, uh, the ending was much less effective because I was yeah because my memory had put so much more detail on that face at the end than there was. Cause it really, it wasn't really a face. It was more of a, like a smudge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's, yeah, but it's one of those things where it's like, it's more about like um, letting the idea of the movie get to you than really um, necessarily what's objectively happening on yeah. screen. It's all ideas. Um, uh, yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't think the ending is like the greatest thing ever, but I kind of like it as like, it was almost this moment of like, cause I knew it was coming. Um, at the like the last like twenty or whatever minutes, I was like, we're getting to the face part. We're getting to like it's like this big like yeah. not a cheer moment, but like it's the you know finale kind of thing. But I think yeah. that moment where it's the they look under the bed, and there's like the dad is like on the left, and then there's the mom, uh, on the other side. But that's like the the bigger the big scary moment for me. Yeah, that the made ten- me. It's the biggest tension builder right there. Yeah, there is the first time i watched it uh like um on uh, online obviously um yeah. the first time i watched it online by myself at night um the scariest moment for me was the uh the phone call yeah i i hated the phone call specifically <laughs> when the 911 operator was like why are you whispering is somebody yeah, in the room yeah, with yeah. you yeah. and yeah. the kid just didn't respond and it yeah. like cut to a wide no, shot that messed me i was up. like yeah, that's really scary that's not that's, that's like, a that's really it's the little like the little amounts of dialogue that are in this movie are really good especially that that phone call like it's it's very it's just a small little moment but it's really great and and like that phone call also like i I hate to go back to this because it's such a sensitive topic but like yeah like this is like obviously like i'm not speaking from the 
perspective of like somebody who has experienced this, but like I was definitely projecting like those fears of like child abuse onto the movie. And it was so hard for me to like, like I wanted to cry the whole time because like that phone call, it's just so it's no, like really, it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's so disturbing to be, to be like, to put yourself in those shoes and be like, I'm a kid who's being abused by my parents. I have to whisper in this 911 call because I'm scared that my parents are going to catch me and like hurt me. It's like, how can you not be like traumatized that like the the thought of that you know what i mean like it's just like scenes like that i was like i i I, if i wasn't so scared i would be crying in the theater like if this was a dramatic movie rather than like a horror movie like i would be like sobbing throughout the entire thing because it's so like it's so incredibly uncomfortable for me like that call was just like that call was like the worst experience i could possibly like imagine just like put onto a screen um so i like i really hated that and same thing with like the i mean i don't want to say like the the blood part was like as uh as affecting as the phone call for me but like kind of like same thing where it's like you're just like like these children are just helpless you know what i mean like they have no choice but but to but to do everything that their parents tell them to and like yeah um, very harmful the 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 amount that is shown uh i was just kind of popped in my head but the the little that you see like there's no you never see what's outside you never see a place that you could get away from there's no escape that is shown you are you are stuck in the confines of what you can see there is yeah. no like as you're implanted in the kids kind of view there's no there's no way out really um, of the situation yeah and and also like i don't know if i don't know if like this is just a, a me experience but like you know connecting it back to like those ideas and how like the house kind of like distorts itself i feel like the the length and and like the the a decision to like draw out so many of those shots where it's just like yeah like people are making jokes you know what i mean like where it's like we're just looking at the corner of a house or whatever like yeah. we're looking we're looking down like this hallway and nothing's going on but for me like i was in my head kind of doing like these like mental like images of like the layout of this house you know what i mean so like it kind of like distorts itself for me like as time in the movie passes where it's like they show me like this corner of the house and like i have an idea of like okay this is in this spot of of the house but then like there's shots that go upside down and it's like okay wait where am i now and and they always show like this little like um that like circular like wooden thing i guess where like the staircase is and stuff and it's like i'm trying to like map out what this house looks like (laughs) in my head and like it's not making sense to me and i imagine that's like you know what i mean like that definitely connects back to this idea for me that like these children are are in a place that is like supposed to be familiar to them like it's supposed to be their home but like it's not familiar um, yeah, and then they include that thing with the basement and I'm just like, okay, well now I'm like, this was not in the, yeah, it's almost kind of like a, it's like a dream or nightmare situation where it's like, it's a familiar place, but it's, it's off. Yes, exactly. It's, it's not, it's not like reality. Yeah. I wish I, I didn't even think about that, but that's such a good point where it's like, yeah, that's how, that's how it feels like when you're, when you're having a nightmare where it's like, you're, you're at this place and you wake up from the nightmare and like, you could, you know what I mean? Like you could, you could wake up from a nightmare and recount it and be like, Oh, I was at like, my yeah, yeah, but it, it was not, it was your high school, but it was not your. Yeah, exactly. It like it wasn't really like, you yeah. know, in your head that that's where you were, but like, it's not, it's not yeah, at it was all. Like, twisted it version like, of, Cause there's yeah. just like rooms that weren't there before <laughs> yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah like that that movie really like this movie really captures what it's like for me to be a child and wake up in the middle of the night like sweating because i just had a yeah. nightmare except it just does that to me for like you know the the last 70 minutes of the movie <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I can't imagine being like, like that was uncomfortable for me as a kid when I would wake up and have to do. Oh, that I, yeah. I can't it. imagine watching this at like 10 years old or something. Oh, I mean, I don't think it should be, I don't think you should be allowed. No, to I, don't think do you should. I, I don't think you should. I don't think you should, but I know there's going to be kids. That yeah. Serious, that's, yeah. I can't imagine. Well, that's the thing is like the movie and and this kind of like circles back to what we were saying before about like how certain people probably shouldn't have seen this movie but even even in my review of the movie i think i messed up on this end where it's like i you know like people kind of um are just talking about like this movie without giving all that much detail and i was just like this is the scariest movie i've ever seen and so like the average like a horror fan is showing yeah, up in this theater that. like expecting like a, a horror movie like all the other horror movies they've seen before yeah. and then they're just like completely let down because they're like what was that um <laughs> but it's like that's kind of how like i i feel like the the virality and like the word of mouth has like spread over the internet where it's like people are just like pitching this as like oh this movie's terrifying and then people go in That's and they're like staring at a wall the whole time you know yeah it, it's a um, tough i don't know i don't know how you would sell it yeah uh, exactly because i don't want to give it away like i don't want to tell people that you're just gonna be like staring at stuff because then it doesn't <laughs> really like it doesn't really yeah. one it's not enticing for them and like two it also just like probably wouldn't make it that great of an experience for you if you get to go into the movie like knowing what is gonna happen um but but that's kind of yeah like i said before like there's not really anything to spoil in this movie and technically that's not true like like we're talking about like specific scenes that like matter to the yeah. movie but it's like yeah when you pitch this movie as like what it is for like its entire 90 minute runtime it's really hard to narrow it down to something yeah, that like seems appealing it's something it's hard to kind of spoil because it's so much of it is in the experience that you actually feel when you're looking at the images yeah and and i think a lot of it just boils down to like how personally connected you are to, to what you're watching where it's like for me i could not have connected with this movie more than i did and, yeah, the, and the that's kid's why name is kevin I mean, no oh true i completely kid. forgot about i should have brought that up but the yeah kid's the kid, name is kevin. kid is literally, literally kevin. talking to you yeah no that okay that actually made me really uncomfortable i'm not gonna lie the first time they said kevin i was really uncomfortable <laughs> i was like yeah, i was like yeah like this, this is a little too real yeah that's, that's um, I, I really, I really hated that. <laughs> I, wish they, I wish they named the kid anything else. Um, but yeah, do you guys, any, anything else you guys want to say about Skin and Meringue? Cause I'm, yeah, like I, yeah. I, all I want to say is that I really love this movie. I'm never going to watch it again. Yeah. I, at least I don't think so. But, but this movie worked for me in like every way that a horror movie could scare me. Like it made me all the right kinds of uncomfortable. Um, and I'm going to be thinking about it for a while. So yeah. 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 <laughs> cool all right um so let's talk about our our favorite psychological horror movies in general then and the thing is is like if we hadn't i just want to bring this up like if we hadn't talked about skin rank this episode like i very well would have picked skin rank as one of the movies as one of the psychological horror movies i wanted yeah. to bring up during this discussion because like that's how much i like it um but now that we've exhausted it we could we could go into some other movies so uh who wants to start who wants to give us a movie um i would like to bring up the village directed okay. by m night Shyamalan, as uh, uh, as a very notable um psychological horror movie um <laughs> that i think is pretty good and some people might say oh that's not a psychological horror movie. And to those people, I say, 
Shut up. Because <laughs> yeah. um, it's... Uh, oh, fuck. Are we allowed to spoil the village? <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, okay, I say you spoil all of these movies because I need, I, I need like, some, at least for me, five of the six spoil movies the you guys chose are movies that I have not seen, so I need a Wait, bit have of you not seen The bit. Village? I have not, no. I need sales pitches for, like, pretty uh, much all these movies. But, like, should um, we tell Kevin the twist, or should we let him, like, That's the thing, because that, that. the twist is, like, <laughs> that's, so good. that's what so makes good. it a psychological kind of yeah. thing. To be fair, I'm going to end up watching the movie quite quite soon before. No, I, yeah, I know. Yeah. Okay, so without spoiling The Village, <laughs> I will do yeah, my yeah. best, right? You could spoil the other movies, it's, just not the M. Night one, because we, yeah. we're going to get so, into detail on yeah. that. It's, it's a psychological horror movie because it's way more about um the idea of the monster than the monster itself so okay. if you don't if you don't know if you haven't seen the movie like kevin the village is about this village right that takes you, place, you know yeah. <laughs> you know uh they you know they don't have like technology or anything it takes place like they have to go like you know it's like a pilgrim village kind of yeah thing. yeah is like, it, like set in the modern day though or is this like way back no it's like way back okay. it's like a pilgrim village um yeah. and yeah uh you know they're like you know they can't really talk to anybody it's just the people in the village right yeah, uh because it's like it's like you know <laughs> they're gonna travel but part of it is like there's you know the, like the role is like they're, they're surrounded by like a forest and they're like don't yeah, go into the forest don't go into the forest because there's a monster um right and you never really get a good look at the for most of the movie you don't really get a good look at the monster um just the fear of what is out there yeah it's a movie about fear and it and if you buy into the m you know like the bullshit of it right (laughs) it like it's like really effective i think um and then it gets really interesting towards the end but um yeah yeah Yeah. i rules that that seems to be a trend amongst like horror movies that i really love anyway like movies that like don't yeah no i would be surprised if you didn't like the village kevin yeah I, I think that's I think. one of the M Night movies that are easier to sell. Um, yeah, well, they're all easier to sell. One, but like, is this the the found footage one that you don't like? No, no, that's the visit. Okay, the visit. I like right. I like uh, the village a lot. Okay, cool. Because yeah. yeah, I mean, it seems like as a concept that seems appealing. I like movies that do that, like build up. Also, the, the cast is like <laughs> the cast is crazy. Yeah. Bryce Dallas Howard, Joaquin Phoenix, yeah, Adrian yeah, yeah. Brody, William Hurt. Wow, Sigourney Weaver, Brendan Gleeson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a long, is a long list. Everyone, everyone you could have wanted is in that village. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, he's like way down the list, though, so I assume he doesn't play a major role. Yeah, but he's uh, in it a good amount, I would say. Okay. Uh, yeah. That I remember. Interesting. Like, for being that low on the list. Yeah. Um, no, this seems like this seems like very very appealing to me i would say uh, i don't know which like m night movie i'm the most excited to to watch um i think the village little, you should probably on this little binge but i i feel like Have you seen the village? Split? no I, I, decided, I decided not to talk about split but i think you'll like split a lot yeah, yeah like well that's this is the thing is like i this or you this might, you might get freaked the fuck out though by no i probably will but, <laughs> but the thing is, is like split was kind of like um it's one of those things that has only happened with a couple movies where like split came out and was so popular when it came out right 
and then like i missed it during its like theatrical run and then i just like never revisit it because of like how much i heard about it right so i was just like okay well this is just like one of those movies that i missed that year and i've just like never gone back to because people like talk about it a lot or like bring it up a lot and i'm just like okay well now this is like forgotten like i'll get back to it eventually but now i don't feel like like this like rush to get to it because i missed like the experience that everybody else shared with it um but like i'm still excited i mean i know i've yeah like i've heard (laughs) a, a number of details about the movie um but i'm yeah and i and i know it's connection to the like trilogy Uh, yeah yeah so so i know that those things exist uh and i imagine should i watch those in order yeah uh so you just have to watch unbreakable and split before glass it doesn't matter if you watch unbreakable or split first just glass to be the last one you see yeah um yeah no i would say other other than the village split is probably the one that i'm the most excited for um yeah because that yeah like that's just one of those things where it's like i have to revisit this <laughs> you know yeah. like um anyway doug what yes. what movie do you want to talk about first oh no no no, not doug oh, just, you said, oh I, was <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I assumed i assumed that the m9 <laughs> movie was owen's movie no no, no that was, was I, I, so i actually i decided to i guess i can transition into uh raising cane because I decided to do Raising Kane instead of Split, because they are similar, but we're going to talk about M. Night later down the line, and I don't know when we're ever going to talk about Raising Kane. So <laughs> let, uh, so Raising Kane is kind of Brian De Palma's... It's Split before Split. Um, it stars uh, John Lithgow as like a Split personality kind of character. Um, and so you have this the great Brian De Palma direction with this really interesting psychological thriller of um john lithgow having split personalities but i think it's interesting about um with split you have um the character is the same guy but he's just acting differently with um racing kane you have john lithgow it's like kind of like there's two people in the same shot like they're talking to each other and you can see that visually so there's like oftentimes there's like there's like five of them or whatever uh i think it's a really fun uh kind of yeah, it's another great addition in the Brian De Palma catalog. Um, there's yeah. a lot of fun because you have John Lithgow kind of just yelling at himself and stuff like that, um, yeah. as well as it has. Um, it's there's a lot of thriller elements as well. Yeah. Does does that like because the movies that I brought up for the most part, or like the movies that I'm going to talk about, are ones that like definitely have like a real like psychological effect on me. Like, does this like movie bother you at all or is it just like something that you i wouldn't say fun? i wouldn't say there there is like if there's a lot of psychological elements going on but i wouldn't say it bothers me as, as much as it it fascinates me uh like both with conceptually like the idea of it and the the shots that De palma uses in the film are, are really great yeah. um yeah but yeah that makes this, sense it's a really it's a really great one uh have you seen this movie doug or are you also no, I don't think that uh, has. No, I haven't seen. I haven't seen like any Brian De Palma movies. Do you? <laughs> um, any? Oh, uh, you seen Mission Impossible? <laughs> yeah, I've seen Mission Impossible. I like that okay. one a lot. Uh, yeah. Did you not watch? Did you not watch Carrie? No, I've seen Carrie. Yeah, okay. I've seen Mission Impossible, and I've seen Carrie, and I've seen Scarface, maybe. Yeah. I yeah, I like Scar. We we would, that could be a different conversation that we have at some point. But I <laughs> but it still amazes me that Owen like has not watched Scarface. Yeah, no, it's, it's 170 minutes long. Like what are we? Doing? Yeah, I don't like, like, Oliver, on, I don't like, like Oliver Stone. Uh, it's I don't know I'll get to it. Um, 
yeah, yeah. we'll we'll talk I, about that another time it's no raising cane it's <laughs> okay that <laughs> good good to know i really like scarface but that's just my scarface is yeah. probably oh, my, sure, my favorite sure. drama but um basic take uh my first one is get out i feel like for my picks i went with a lot of movies that are like largely social commentaries um because that that definitely is like an element of psychological horror that that matters to me a lot is like how does this apply to like the the context of like the world that we actually live in like am i going to to think about this movie or social commentaries too yeah well i'm not saying they're not i'm just saying that was like kind of like my that was my like path of like thought when i was like picking out my my movies is like i because obviously like skin rank is this movie that just like genuinely like terrifies me right like it just like actually made me uncomfortable but for the most part like i'm mostly disturbed by like movies that like actually leave like a lasting impact on me and and how like long they last after after the runtime and and it's really hard to like not apply that to get out because i think like i don't know if i is is it I feel like enough time has passed to spoil. Yeah, get you out, can spoil right? get out. Because um, I like everyone's seen that movie. <laughs> yeah, I would hope so. But like, um, but yeah. the the ending of Get Out to me is like the like peak like effectiveness for like a movie just like offering social commentary and kind of like um, just like uh, subverting your expectations, I guess. Where it's like the movie like so like so effectively applies to this real world context where you see like a police officer show up at the end of the movie and and you like at that point in the movie like after all of these events have happened and after you watch this guy like and you're like oh he's he's gonna get out of this like seeing a cop show up is like the worst thing that you could possibly think of because it's like of course when like of course at that moment after this movie has just thrown like all of this social commentary about race at you like a cop is gonna show up at the end and and this is gonna end like the most tragic way possible and and then for it to like be his friend is just like the the amount that i was like on edge when the police officer shows up like it's just like it just pisses you off you know what i mean because you're like you want to see this guy escape so bad and and then that happens and you're like oh i i'm so angry now (laughs) and then it just like it relieves itself and you're like oh (laughs) i mean like thank god obviously um but i just think that's like it's really hard to be as effective as that because it applies so well to like the world that we know is like reality get out's a good movie um <laughs> yeah i'll take that yeah uh you know like the sunken place imagery has become like so iconic. like like it became like instantly Great iconic thing. right uh the culture and the like the, that uh allison williams is that her name yeah yeah, yeah. the allison williams performance is also like kind of not not her her character i guess is also kind yeah. of like so synonymous with like like you know like what kind of like real like like modern racism is like in a way yeah. oh like what how like a modern racist is um yeah and i think I, caleb landry jones is is oh, maybe an even better depiction of that too because yeah. i saw they're, like, they're both really good at that. yeah when i was like when i when i was picking this movie out the other day i saw uh i saw a video about this like a tiktok about this somebody bringing it up um but i think it's interesting that like i mean obviously we see like issues of racism in like every corner of society but um but I think it's interesting that like when I'm on like the 
the sports side of the internet like i see it come up so so often right and someone like had made this video where like they didn't even realize like how blatantly like weirdly racist they were being by saying like oh like i can't imagine i can't imagine the the athletic like ability that i would have if i was like born into a black body yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like bro like that's weird yeah <laughs> like that's, that's a weird bizarre. thing to say that's bizarre. Yeah. um but that's literally what caleb landry jones's character and get out is doing yeah, where he's like yeah. obsessing over like this guy and he's like oh you have to like you have to at least have tried fighting before right <laughs> like you have to like, well, like, he's, yeah, like you obsessing have... with like his his like potential as an athlete yeah. and i'm like you have a lot of weird. scenes because like yeah, like, yeah. Uh, there's like so many scenes in the movie where i'm like all of this is is so like i have seen examples of every single scene in this movie like played yeah. out in front of my eyes um and and that's just like it's hard to like it's hard to match that effectiveness like it's just such a it's just such a like brilliant social commentary um so that's Jordan why it feels really good hot yeah take. Hot take. yeah hot and also i mean we might as well because this is probably the best time to transition but one of the other movies we're going to talk about is also a jordan peele movie so let's just go yeah, to that want to do that yeah let's, let's right. talk about uh, that. yeah so us i think is easily jordan peele's like most underrated work i would say yeah uh, and i'm i'm a big fan of us i think it's like i i'm i love all three of his movies i think us is great um i think yeah lapita um what's the guy's name I, i'm blanking on no, winston duke yeah winston duke's fantastic i'd love to see him in more stuff because um yeah we really don't get enough winston duke do not we? enough winston duke uh, we and it's winston weird duke. because he has like a pretty high level of celebrity i feel like right because at least for me like when i'm well, on yeah. him, like i see i see people talk about winston duke a lot uh yeah like, i think that i think that comes from how more uh the marvelization yeah. of him yeah but he's also not like he's not like even the the main or oh, yeah. second or third main character in his marvel movies you know what i mean yeah. no i'd love um, to see them kill him in the marvel movies and him like start doing like better like jobs like do we like be a, like put him in like i don't know you get him <laughs> out of the marvel i mean that's a yeah, wild, like, that's a wild way to frame it but like, <laughs> the day batista die on <laughs> <laughs> get the day batista treatment really and get out of there while you yeah. can and go yeah. be in like an M Night movie or an Adini. Yeah. He's movie. so talented, and like, <laughs> like um, he, has, no, he has like a real level of celebrity. No, like, yeah. I, so I see people like obsess over him. Really. Well, yeah. They like, yeah. But uh, yeah, I think Us is a really fun. The whole like killing of like the the two, the clones or whatever the twins fighting each yeah. other is a the is doubles. a fun kind yeah. of imagery kind of concept with uh in in the horror genre. You would say Gemini Man-esque, even. Oh, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but some, some uh, might, but I wouldn't. Yeah, be no, I think, I think Jordan Peele is really good at the stuff that he does. And I think this is maybe his most, I don't know if I would say, but it's definitely a really fun movie. Um, yeah. Oh, I, I, think it's his, uh, I think it's his most fun movie. Really? Yeah, because I was going to say it, but I... I didn't know if Nope I is a lot of fun of... too. Well, okay, yeah, no, that's I, that's I, I, say. I say that, but like, Nope is my favorite movie of the year, so maybe I should. Yeah, so I was, I, I was going to say, I was going to say it's not here to learn Jordan Peele movie, but Nope is a lot of fun. So, uh, they're both a lot of fun. Whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah. brilliant. It's a get brilliant. out is hard to have fun. fun. It's a, yeah, it's like I was, I was saying. I was like, Get out. You know, it's 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 great, but it's is it fun? No. But I think it's hard. It's hard to have fun with everything. It's weird to say that. So you have fun with that, but um, yeah, I Jordan Peele is great. Us, nope, and get out are brilliant. 
Yeah, but us is definitely like uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, us I think... is treated as like kind of his like I wouldn't say failure, but his is kind of miss compared to yeah. Well, yeah, okay. yeah, most people definitely treat us as a miss. Yeah, um, which is weird I, because I, I, don't, I, I love it's it. It's like as well. it's his least um out of the three movies, it's his least uh concise film conceptually. Yeah. That's true. I think you could yeah. say that, right? That's true. And I think, you know what, you know what sucks? And, and I imagine this probably like happens to a good deal of directors, but, but especially in this case, when like get out is regarded as like, you know, some people consider get out the best movie of the entire decade. Like, you know, it, it's not, a, it's not a crazy thing for people. It's not a crazy it's thing to hear. Wild yeah. It's not a crazy thing. Yeah. Though. It's not a crazy thing to hear that. Like you've definitely seen that yeah, no. in, in places before. And, and like when a movie is that, like when a movie is that hyped up as your yeah. like literal debut, kind of it, you've thing. set the bar so high that people just go into the next one and they're like, I'm going to be disappointed now because like, yeah, yeah. Well, because if they get out, people would have been talking about us. Like, it's like, wow, this is such a strong debut film. Oh yeah. You know? If that was his yeah. debut, that would have been, yeah, well, it's, 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 it's always going to be a comparison game when you have something like get out every move that Jordan Peele ever puts out it's going to be compared to get out even yeah. if it isn't jordan even a peele, horror, especially after nope jordan peele is now he's basically like the most celebrated director period today you know like uh in a way yeah i think there's a lot of i think there's a lot of like even backlash on on nope like a lot of yeah, people, people really a lot of people don't love by nope. nope and it, and a lot it of feels like love nope though yeah, yeah well, a lot of people a lot of people really like us too though you know what i yeah, mean yeah. it's like i mean uh, there, I, there's definitely, there's definitely more people, love for nope but there, yeah, but there's this kind of feeling that nope isn't. I don't know, I've seen stuff online where it's yeah, like, but you know what I mean. Yeah, that was like, good, it, and then everything else is like, yeah. Eh. I don't think Logan like, Paul opinion. It, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Logan Paul says nope's bad, so it must. Be bad. Yeah, I mean, I already talked about that when I talked about nope on our on our best of the year. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, it's like I I. I I can agree that he's definitely kind of maybe the biggest like like name when it comes to to newer directors, um, but it does feel like he's gonna get pushback on all of his movies and like his post Get Out <laughs> Get Out run because it's just like yeah. like Get Out doesn't really get that pushback. Um, and the thing that I want to say about us is that like I I mean obviously I picked Get Out so I I probably like I think it's such a smart social commentary of course like done not really a hot take. But but I do think that us kind of gives you more to think about than his other two sure. movies. Where like yeah, because like it's like Get Out is is super smart. But when you watch Get Out, you're like, I know what this movie's about, right? <laughs> like it's kind of it's kind of hard to to miss the point of Get Out. I'm not saying that people aren't. Oh, I'm people not saying that some people don't point, miss yeah. the point. <laughs> yeah. But but like it's it's a bit harder to miss the to to miss the point of Get Out. Whereas like with us, like you do really have to have to like give it some thought and pick it apart, which like from a psychological horror perspective makes it like very effective because it's not just, you know, it's not just like, Oh, this is a movie about this. Um, and like, yeah, there's clear themes and, and us, but, but I don't think they're presented to you in nearly as neat of a way as something like get out. Does it? Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. You know what else isn't? Um, oh, <laughs> well, in an incredibly clear way. Um, yeah. Uh, Under the Skin, directed okay. by uh, <laughs> Jonathan uh, Glazer. Written and directed by Jonathan Glazer, based off a book of the same name. Uh, one of my favorite movies ever. Um, 
I actually I feel a little bad even like trying to labeling this as psychological horror, but I, listen, I was I was struggling a little bit, um, and I think a lot of people would call this psychological horror. Um, yeah, interesting. Under the Skin, a movie neither of you have seen. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna pitch yeah, this. Been asked. Okay. To be fair, I really want to watch this movie, and if you can sell me enough on it right now, to I be promise. Fair, I Kevin really down. wants to watch this movie. Don't <laughs> yeah. don't act like Kevin so, doesn't want to watch this. Movie. Here's my Under the Skin, <laughs> right? So Under the Skin. Um, stars Scarlett Johansson, who is an alien, um, who okay. weaponizes her sexuality to. Who, let me rephrase that. Scarlett Johansson <laughs> plays an alien who weaponizes her sex appeal to um, lure men in and use them as prey for like unspecified reasons, and unspecified as like they. They don't tell unspecified us, because you aren't going to tell us. <laughs> unspecified as in it's it's uh it's Not very saying. vague. Okay, okay. The, the, like the okay. scene, like the scenes of her like killing people, I guess you could say, are very um surreal and weird. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, I'm annoyed by this movie because I feel like this movie, in terms of like not in terms of like like people that like care about art or whatever but in terms of like like popular culture this movie's only known as like the movie that scarlett johansson gets naked in <laughs> yeah. yeah uh which that's fucked up considering like that like the real like the themes of the movie are about like sexism and like the objectification yeah. of women and stuff yeah. so that, that's that, that's that feels and, bad that, and tends <laughs> to happen with like a number of movies as well where it's well, like, yeah it's... most of the people that treat like that probably haven't seen the movie yeah. yeah. No, but I, I think that's a I think that's a trend that you can definitely monitor in a, in a lot of movies where people will like directly like like they'll directly contribute to the things that the movie yeah. is critiquing yeah. even yeah. after experiencing the movie. Yeah. Um, a lot of media um, literacy going around. Under this something yeah. um really interesting about Under the Skin is that there are some moments that are like basically unscripted because there's hidden camera sections of the film where scarlett johansson is just driving around by herself in a truck with a hidden camera like actually trying to pick up men like just yeah. real men in scotland interesting. Um, and it's it's really fucking interesting yeah. thematically and just like technically on a technical level um and it gets some like really fucking interesting performances uh it's, it's so they're not actors is what you're saying sometimes you'll see okay. if you watch the movie yeah yeah, yeah. No, there, I, there I are sections you. where she is talking to just normal people in scotland that are not actors gotcha yeah that's very interesting yeah i i like that as a concept <laughs> oh. yeah no i'll check it i definitely i didn't know that i didn't know the alien part i'll check it out oh yeah yeah no yeah she's an alien i i knew the i knew all the other stuff um, but. Yeah. Well, the good thing is it's on HBO Max, so I don't have an excuse. I I don't have any way to Kevin has no excuse get, my, get myself out of watching <laughs> this. Here first. Yeah. Um. I'll I'll check it out soon for sure. Um. Maybe I'll watch it today. <laughs> that would be good. It's a downer. It's uh, so be ready for that. It's not a. It's not. Yeah. It's not a downer. Downer like depressing the whole way through, or downer like it ends on a really sad note. Sounds it's, pretty depressing the whole way. Pretty <laughs> depressing the whole way through, and then it ends okay. on a fucking horrible, <laughs> tragic okay. note. Yeah, um, so we won't be hearing from Kevin for a couple days. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that <laughs> we'll see how that fits into my schedule because yeah, normally, yeah, yeah. I, normally I sync my. You know, I have a therapy session today too. So <laughs> like maybe I should maybe I um, shouldn't do this like immediately post therapy. That seems like a weird. Yeah, like, probably not. Like of. the best. 
Um, but yeah, I um, my next movie is It Follows, which yes, I movie. Yeah, so me, I've brought this up to you before, Doug. I I brought up my perspective on it, and I think it changed your interpretation of it. If I'm it made me not... curious because I had never, yeah. I hadn't, I didn't think um, about it that way. So I I I don't know if I should present it this way because I don't know if this is like a major spoiler for the movie bre- breaking that down, but but no. I do kind of want to talk about it. Um, like the the premise of it follows the premise of it follows is that someone someone has sex with the main character and and she has passed something that is that is following her around like something that is like haunting her and and essentially like trying to to kill her i guess you could say and really? and the only way that this thing passes is through sex so the only way she gets rid of it is by having sex with another person very clearly on the surface seems like a movie about stds like it's it's really hard for people to get any other interpretation out of this when the when the monster is literally passed on to people by having sex and and only she can can see this monster like only once you have it can you can you yourself see it so nobody else around her knows what she's experiencing um, and I'm going to offer my interpretation of the movie, which I don't think this is like an unpopular interpretation. I'm, I think that a, a number of people have probably gotten this interpretation out of the movie, but I, but it's it, for the most part, I'd imagine this movie is interpreted as like the great big STD movie where an yeah, STD but is you're, pacing. You're saying your interpretation is more like, it's like more about sexual abuse or trauma. Yes. Doug, so yeah. so I think yeah. yeah, Doug has seen this movie. Have you seen this movie, Owen? Okay, so uh, so like there's, then this is why this is why I really think that this is what the movie is about. There's a scene, like pretty early into the movie that that gets the movie going, that that gets this monster passed to her. The scene, the scene like where she has sex with the guy that passes it to her, and there is so much like imagery and and stuff going on in that scene that is so like clearly like referring to assault um like she literally has like something put over her mouth like covering her mouth like there's like there's tons of things are you talking in, about the like the scene in the garage in the um, car in the car when oh, she the, has yeah, yeah, okay. sex in the backseat of the car the sex is very uncomfortable like it is it, it's done in a way where like the imagery very clearly like imitates assault in my opinion and so that like really sets forward the movie where it's like this is to me at least a movie about like what it's like to experience that because she she has this thing following her around like the this this trauma of that that she's dealt with as somebody who's been assaulted and and there's no way for her to to show to other people that this is something that has happened to her like there's this monster following her around that nobody else sees and and she tries to explain it to people and and they don't like they, they for a long time don't believe her which is obviously like very um apparent like we see that all the time with people who are victims of assault and and it never like yeah like it, it's just there's so much like going on there that makes it to me at least seem like this this movie about assault and there's even like more nuanced conversations about small things that happen like this character who who is very clearly like um you know very clearly into her and and like romantically and wants to be with her and and in a way uses his like role as 
this um as this like nice guy in her life that that is um that that is like aiding her along this journey to to eventually like coerce her into a relationship with him and like and to get him laid really um which is just like really things to 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 get to have sex yeah yeah. exactly it's really like troubling because he's just like presenting himself as like oh i'm you know i'm better than than these other these other men that you've been with and and that's why you should have sex with me instead um and and he like is you know he thinks it's like this heroic thing like like um you know biting this bullet and being like yeah just pass it on to me when it's like no like you know what i mean like no because he because it's it's like clear that he's not acknowledging this thing that has happened to her you know what i mean where he thinks it's just like yeah just pass it on to me like it's whatever um like you know does that make sense where it's like he he thinks that it's like not this this big thing that it is like she sees it as this monster and nobody else does so he thinks it's just something that he could take away from her when it's like no like that's not the case um so yeah that's that's very at least in my opinion like very clearly my interpretation of the movie and that's what i think makes it such a good psychological horror along with the fact that there's like um it it does a good job like scaring people in the sense that there's not a whole lot of like jump scares in the movie or anything like that like it is it does really kind of like build a similar atmosphere where it's just like the idea of like this thing that you can't see being fallen like you don't know what it is like it like takes the form of other people's bodies and stuff and it's like you don't know when it's around you and when it's not um so it's like it's really uncomfortable in general like for me it, it definitely um definitely makes me like super uncomfortable um doug do you have anything to to add about that anything about this movie pretty good (laughs) yeah there's uh there's a scene in a parking garage Mm -hmm. it's very good i mean it's it's an upsetting scene but it's very effective and that is like the that's the thing that stuck with me the most after watching i was like man that's crazy um Oh, yeah. you should watch the movie. I think you would like it. You should, I don't, yeah. I don't. You don't need to make it like a priority. Yeah, but <laughs> it'll be a movie that I watch in the coming decade. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, that's a long frame of time. <laughs> All right, Owen, give us give us your last movie. Okay, uh, <laughs> my last movie is uh, Argento's The Stendhal Stendhal Syndrome, um, which may so far my favorite um, Argento conceptually. I don't think it's my favorite like in total but basically Stendhal you're saying that this movie shits all over suspiria and if you think it's <laughs> better then you don't no. know anything about uh movie. i probably like i probably like suspiria a little bit more but i think conceptually uh central 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 yeah who knows who's to say who's to say i think it's far more interesting conceptually i'll kind of just kind of read the um the Google definition, but it refers to a collection of intense physical and mental symptoms you may experiencing while or after viewing a work of art. Um, and it starts off with our main character in a museum and she's looking at paintings and there's, she's getting these like reactions, like mental reactions from the paintings. Um, and there's really cool imagery being played with. And there's a lot of like interesting uh shot stuff with this whole looking at art and getting reactions from it um and then the the whole psychological horror element um is with um this there's a lot of sexual assault um like revenge stuff going on uh but then there's this big that it's with that it's kind of it's like a basic sexual assault revenge story tied in with this 
really interesting concept of like very mental and physical reactions to art um so it, it's fast i just saw it like a week ago uh but it's fat i think it's fascinating um, so yeah. rape revenge about paintings yeah yeah right. but it's sure. it's like it's yeah it's hard to kind of like uh you know talk about because it's very like is, imagery based um, okay is his daughter the star of the movie yeah 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 she's in a lot of his stuff i i like i've only seen like three or four of his movies yeah the, the thing a criticism a of argento is that she's in a lot of his movies and she gets like i think she gets like naked a lot in his movies or something yeah. So yeah. that's like well, that's a, the that's whole. That she's people... like the main character getting assaulted, which uh, yeah. that's yeah. like that's kind of where I, uh, I'm not like the biggest fan of some of those scenes, uh, just because they're like they're long and graphic, yeah. um, so those aren't like fun to watch. But I think the the the, the stuff that they're playing with with this the the paintings and stuff is really fascinating. Cause I I really yeah. like the inclusion of like art in art. Uh, if that makes sense like yeah a lot of, uh, so yeah that that kind of sold me from the jump yeah and i mean the so concept cool. you described is definitely like super intriguing to me that and i yeah. like th this is i don't think you guys know this but and i shouldn't admit this but i actually haven't seen any of his movies um you haven't seen Suspiria? So, no i have not i mean i want yeah like i yeah have no uh, or, or i have a lot of his movies on my watch list. I, everything i've seen yeah. from him argento i really enjoyed uh, this is just one that's kind of sat with me since I've seen it because it's yeah it's they seem so like they would really bother me like they like in a way like not bother me as in like I wouldn't like them like bother me yeah. as in like they'd make me uncomfortable like I don't just think like, Suspiria um, would bother you at all oh. interesting I, I don't know you? I see the I see the poster for Deep Red and I'm like this is my nightmare <laughs> really uh, yeah I I haven't seen Deep Red I want to see I think I'll see Deep Red next I have um, Deep Red on Blu-ray but I haven't seen but it you haven't seen it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, yeah the, classic, know, the classic tale. Uh, yeah, I also I watched Phenomena from him as well, which I, uh, has Jennifer Connelly as like she's at like fourteen, starring in it. Yeah, that's really good um, as well. The, um, the one that intrigues me the most—I don't even know how to pronounce it—is it, is it Tenebrae? Oh, I, don't I know, know what you're you... talking about. I, I don't yeah, know. I, I don't know how to pronounce it, but that's my guess at how to pronounce it. That one—that one seems the most interesting to me. Like that's the one that I want to watch. The yeah, most, no, but... he he has a filmography that I I will want to get into more just because what i've seen from him he knows how to shoot the camera like there's a lot of yeah. great shots in um as well as like these are interesting creative stories attached to really interesting shot movies like yeah you have you... really interesting horror elements with great shots yeah i feel like is suspiria the right place to to start that probably suspiria... it's his biggest yeah. movie suspiria is the one movie like, yeah, if you're gonna watch any of his movies, that's the one that most people yeah. see. Okay. Um, yeah. Have, I don't know. Have you seen Have you seen the Superior remake? No. Well, this okay. uh, and and this is the thing with like <laughs> this is why I haven't gotten into his movies, and maybe I'll be wrong because I I do this with a number of movies, and then I get proven wrong. But be like, and I've brought this up to you guys before, but like because of how easily I get scared, I'm just like, I don't want to watch horror movies by myself. And and a lot of times I'll, I'll think a movie is going to be scarier than it actually is. So I like yeah. play into my head a little um, bit where I'm like, oh, I'm going to get scared by this movie. And then I just like don't watch it. It really isn't that upsetting. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, I don't saying. think I, um, there's some like graphic stuff in uh, some of his stuff. I wouldn't say it's necessarily scary, uh, but I would say it's, 
extremely creative and unique. But I, I don't yeah. think of the scare is that is the the goal. The scare isn't the goal. It's more like just gross stuff in it that's happening. Yeah, he yeah. works in like, yeah, you know, he works in like giallo for a lot of his films, right? Yeah, yeah. Like the giallo kind of like like idea of a genre, which yeah. is not you know, we're not talking about like skin of a ring you know what i mean like yeah 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 there's not like a jump scare or anything it's just yeah like, yeah i'm definitely really creative highly stylized like giallo italian yeah it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> italian. It's, yeah they're just italian movies like you don't know yeah that's that is crazy that's crazy uh on that topic while we're at it might as well talk about my last pick which is easily the movie that scares me the most out of my three picks and probably just one of the movies that scares me the most ever in general um which is martyrs uh i know oh, doug shit. has seen it has Absolutely. owen seen it no okay <laughs> um you should watch martyrs that's my sales pitch i can't I? <laughs> like, um it, yeah yeah this movie this movie disturbs me in ways that like maybe only two other movies ever have um probably not even though like the, this movie might just be like the most disturbed i've been watching a movie and i think that the only like conversation i've heard against that is that like it like the the horror has like aged poorly i guess where like the gore just like doesn't like look no. that good in the modern day which is like fine but i don't like the gore is not what bothers me <laughs> it's like like yeah. this movie makes me extremely uncomfortable because of the ideas that it's presenting exactly like the ideas of the afterlife and dying and exactly all that like that's what really makes it so psychological for me is yeah. that like this movie is like this movie is like a a, a journey of these people going to the biggest extremes to to discover like what the what what's there in the afterlife and and for me that's just like such a such a terrifying idea to to dedicate yourself so much to to what happens after you die rather than like placing placing value on like your your actual life like while you're alive yeah, um yeah. It's like to be able like, to rule human curiosity you know? yeah exactly it's it's so uncomfortable because it's like you're you're willing to do these just like insanely inhumane things like the most disturbing and and messed up things that you could possibly do as a human uh to another person uh simply because you're of your like obsession with the afterlife um it's just like yeah it's hard to not <laughs> like it's hard to not be unsettled by that and then to pair it with like these things that I'm mentioning where it's like, you don't really know that that's what the movie is, is about until, until much later. And so like when you're just watching like the actual, you know, like the, the things that happen in the movie, like you're watching things that nobody wants to watch. Like these are yeah, like yeah. insanely was, like violent, gory, just like awful things. To remember the setup happening. of the movie, right. It's about like two orphans running away or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Essentially. And... Yeah. And like the first half hour of the movie, it seems like it's gonna play like kind of like a more traditional kind of like modern modern horror in the way that it's stylized with like like leading up to jump scares and kind of like uh, oh like like creepy yeah. being that you don't know anything about is terrorizing like is it a ghost yeah. or something? It's and jump then, scare heavy in the first half for sure. Yeah, like that's where they like, all happen really. Goes away from that into being just like this really fucked up exploration of like torturing women and then yeah. like that, that's really it but, but, yeah the second half is really just like this one character uh being 
being tortured like, for, yeah, for yeah. like 40 minutes yeah, yeah which is like awful right. to watch like it's it's, it's really hard it's really hard to tell anybody to watch this movie because it's like why would you want to why would yeah. you want anybody to have to experience this movie that's why i've kind um, of like not been interested i'm like i'm good yeah and that's where i'm like my my i i this is yeah. one of the few movie not the few because it's like whatever like i don't mind hearing different opinions you but love, this is one of those movies. yeah this is one of those few movies where i'm like if you hate this movie like what am i supposed to tell you like it like who wants to experience this um like who wants to like have to um ha- have to go through uh whatever like 90 minutes of, of like just brutal is it only, it's only 90 minutes i think it's it's, um, it's, it's 100 minutes it's 100 minutes I think I think that Martyrs is an interesting movie to pair with a discussion about with Skin and Brink because I think they both have a similar problem, in that they are both referenced. Sorry, I burped a little bit. Um, is that that <laughs> they're both referenced by a lot of people as like the quote like scariest movie they've ever seen, um, yeah. and that sets the expectations up all wrong for people. <laughs> like that is not the yeah. way you should. You know, it's not the way you should. Yeah, well, it's because it's like because yeah, exactly. that's that's why I went into the because I had um because I the the first time I watched this movie was back in October a couple months ago when I was putting together my like list of like horror movies for October that I wanted to watch leading up to Halloween and I put off Martyrs for the first couple weeks of October because I was like this is easily the movie that's going to scare me the most right like like compared to the other movies I was like I'm I don't want to watch this like I want to put this off as much as I can and and yeah it's. It's not scary in the way that I expected it to be scary, is what I will yeah. say. So um, I watched Martyrs um, in the October of 2019 for the first time because mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I want to watch the scariest movie ever for Halloween. Yeah. And I watched it by myself. And I like at, by the end of the movie, I was just like, this was not the vibes I was looking for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. These vibes are fucked yeah. up. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, that's what I mean. It's not it's not scary in the traditional sense that people might sell it to someone as. It's scary as in like this is the most disturbing like fucked up thing I've ever had to put myself through. You know, but like, in like an earnest way. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. Not like a Saw um, movie, right? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. But it, it does well, have a little bit of Sawism. But if Saw was like. like based in philosophy (laughs) yeah exactly um and that's what i mean where it's like if you're just like that that's why i like feel like it's just a fair critique wherever like you lie on this movie because it's like yeah nobody like philosophy aside right it's like if you don't want to watch like a woman get tortured for 40 minutes like philosophy doesn't matter at that point right it's like this is this is just a messed up thing where it's like if you just don't want to watch someone get tortured for 40 minutes then like you are totally valid in that criticism like you could hate on this yeah um but if you can like stomach that um which i'm not expecting anybody to but like if you can it is like the the philosophy of the movie is what like makes it really disturbing for me along with obviously the fact that you have to go through all this stuff for 90 minutes yeah and that's why it's a psychological horror i think that's it's yeah it's aptly put as a so like like that you aptly um describe it as a psychological horror Good job, because, like, that's the real <laughs> scary part of the movie right yeah like, like there's fucked up stuff that happens and that's kind of scary but it's like the like the real part of it that's scary is like the quite like the like the ideas that the movie leaves you after you watch it and it's like man that's fucked up yeah it's hard <laughs> you know? to not it's hard to not think about this movie after it's yeah. over like it's really hard to not sit with it um but yeah i don't know that that's that that's my sales pitch is like watch it if you want to go through this and if you don't then like totally okay (laughs) like don't don't go through it because we just described like how uh awful some of the stuff in it can be um okay last movie on the list dog hit us with perfect blue oh right okay (laughs) right so perfect blue is maybe the like the psychological horror movie 
uh, I think that this movie, like, perfectly fits into that peg of what you think, like, you hear, like, oh, it's a psychological horror movie. It's like, oh, like, Perfect Blue perfectly fits that peg, you know? It's like, it's a, maybe more of a thriller than a horror, but it's, it's pretty, it's pretty horrifying. It's about, basically, it's about this dancer or, like, this pop idol, you know, as they call it in Japan, who um, is, has a stalker who is stalking her, and she is kind of ha- going into, like, this, uh, like kind of like surreal breakdown as she like quits being a pop idol to pursue an acting like a career as an actress and she's being terrorized uh by a stalker who has like a blog post that is saying things about her like pretending to be her and her acting career isn't going out very well because she's you know she has to do like these less desirable roles and it's like it's like everything is like really weighing in on her psyche um, and it kind of culminates at like this very interesting um, ending, uh, and, and it's great. It's uh, it's hard to, I guess it's a little hard to talk about Perfect Blue without referencing Black Swan. Yeah, uh, I was going to ask that. Yeah, it's, oh, no. Black Swan is more than just inspired by Perfect Blue. I would say yeah, Black Swan like, is almost like a soft remake of Perfect Blue. Yeah, so, which people have, which people have critiqued Aronofsky for in the past, where they're like, this guy just steals all his stories. Yeah, what do you, yeah he's, he's um, another story. Right? I won't talk about Aronofsky. <laughs> yeah. I'm already upset enough. It's another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I know that neither of you have seen Perfect Blue. I think it's Perfect Blue is... I, I think throwing this word around because like we all have different tastes and stuff. I just think it's kind of like essential cinema, um, in terms of like like being culturally plugged into like movies as like an art form overall. You know, gotcha. like yeah, like if I were to if you if I were to write down a list of like ten animated films everybody needs to watch, I would write down Perfect Blue. Yeah, um, I'd imagine that that's and that's like pretty much the consensus that I've heard about it. And then like this is what I hate about like I mean obviously like no way we're ever gonna get through our watch lists. You know what I mean? Like we're gonna have stuff on our. Well, watch I'm, list. I'm getting through mine. I don't know. No, you're not. Like, you, you, you I know am very, getting. You know very realistically that you are not going to die having seen every movie that you want to watch, right? Well, I'm gonna die yeah. having seen every movie. Well, I'm not gonna okay. die. But I'll <laughs> okay. Well, Owen's built different. <laughs> but my point is like it's it's annoyed me that I've put it off because of like it's only 80 minutes long. Like I really should like prioritize. Yeah, Kevin, it you can do it. So yeah, sure. Put um, on, put on some Subway Surfers underneath your screen. Right? Just like, <laughs> that, like, that that Subway actually, you know what? Why don't I download? Why don't I download it and split it into fifteen different TikToks and then upload <laughs> the entire movie <laughs> with Subway Surfers? Yeah, under. and then you can watch it. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean that's another movie that I that I will definitely check out. Um, yeah, anything yeah. else? Anything I'm else sold. about Perfect Blue? I'm sold. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. You guys should both watch it. Maybe well, we could do, do a, a soft perfect blue under the skin. Perfect blue yeah. under the skin double feature tonight. Yeah. I'd be interested. I'd be interested. In, yeah, I'd be interested in talking about like perfect blue in detail. I think that. Yeah. I think this is definitely a movie. Why not? Yeah. yeah, it's good. Uh, Kevin, um, what are we doing next week? Okay, yeah, uh, that's gonna that's gonna end yeah. our end our discussion for now. Um, you guys could let us know what you thought about Skinamarink if you if you hated it like some other people. Um, you guys could let us know what your favorite psychological. Let me know how much you hated are. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. Everybody, uh, but... at Owen Patnoy on Twitter. <laughs> Tell him how much you hate Skinnamarink. Yeah. Me, y'all. Um, but yeah, next week, episode five, we're going to be talking about movies that predict the future and and apply them to the to the context of of our world today. Movies that movies that apply a lot to to things that we see in the world right now. Um, so yeah, we'll see you guys next week.